Blog Talk Radio. Now in your life are about 
um, growing up, maturity, how you can take more responsibility, um, whether that's about having relationships, whether that's about dealing with your routine, whether that's about work, all of those things are in your particular chart. And then you also have Saturn in Scorpio. So the different things that uh, Scorpio represents, including emotional intimacy and um, the concept of letting go of things that no longer serve you, and also things like uh, astrology and the tarot are also a part of Scorpio. So you have some interest in those things because you have some strong planets in Scorpio in your chart, which obviously has nothing to do with being an Aries. So right now in your life, this time period that you're getting ready to to go into is suggesting that you give up things that um, are basically really no longer serving you, what we would call like the useless wood of your life. And if that has to do with personal habits, um then um then I would suggest that you you know prepare to let those things go one one reason why I say habits specifically for you is because you have Saturn um in the sixth house, <clears throat> and that has to do with sort of day to day routine things, so if you're you know you know, if you have any personal habits, like it could be like eating, smoking, watching too much TV, anything like that. It could even be um, sexually related because Scorpio rules sex. So, but if there are any personal habits that you know you've kind of outlived them, they're not really serving you anymore as you get ready to turn 29 and 30, then what you want to do is you want to work on letting them go. And the more you actively... Um, take the role of um, of removing things from your life that, that no longer serve you, then the easier it is to get through the Saturn return. And the more we cling to things that are, that, you know, no longer really serve our, our life purpose, the more difficult it is for us to go through this time period. So if you know any people who are a little bit older than you, then they've already gone through the Saturn return because it happened when they were 29. Um, and um, and then you can, you know, look at their lives and be like, oh, okay, I see what happened to different people. Sometimes people move. Sometimes people get married. Sometimes people get divorced. Sometimes people have children. People change their jobs. Um, in your chart, um, Saturn is the ruler of the eighth house, which has to do, again, with, I think, partnership in some way, so it might be that you're going to meet a relationship um, this fall. Um, it would be very serious because Saturn rules a kind of serious, right, mature and responsible way of being. Um, there are definitely some other things in your chart that say that relationship will come your way, and some of it can be very sudden, like you could be quite surprised about meeting someone, Um and that also might be happening more later in this year. If you've already met someone, it might, you know, it might it might last. But there's some signs that say that you're going to go through a little period of, um, you know, relationships. You're going to be trying to figure out what exactly it is that you need. Um, go ahead. You have a question? Oh no, no, that was that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I think Saturn returns are really amazing, um, you know, times in our life. They they certainly, um, 
you know, make us grow up in in all in basically all traditional uh, astrology. Uh, the Saturn return is the time when um, people become the adult, really, that they're going to become. So if, if yeah, I always say kind of jokingly that the worst way to have a Saturn return is to move back in with your parents um, because it, that's sort of figurative of not growing up, you know. So if it's time for you to, you know, um, uh, yeah, assume more responsibility in personal relationships or learn more about sharing, sharing um, meaning like emotional intimacy and honesty or even getting involved with somebody and being able to share money with that person, having a joint bank account or things like that. Those things are really important for you. As a man, you have Mars and Taurus and you have three planets in Aries. So, you know, I would think that you're fairly... Um, certain in many ways about, you know, who you are. Mars and Taurus can be very stubborn. And Aries can yeah. be very, you know, I'd like to have it my way. And I, I know you have some softer spots in your chart because you do have moon and cancer, your moon, so it makes you maternal. It makes you kind of nurturing. It, it even potentially makes you want to have children or something to take care of. Very important to you. You might have a pet. Um, that would be important to you to have, but um, you know, then uh, yeah, I guess that's enough. I can go on and on. <laughs> Where are you calling me yeah. from tonight? I'm calling from Miami. Yeah. Oh, great. That's great. Um, well, um, if do you have any other questions? Because I'll be happy to answer them for you. Um, I noticed that there's a. There's something called the trine happening. Is is there a particular area of my life where that will be happening, or? Uh huh. That's a good question. Um, the, um, the as a matter of fact, the the grand trine that's happening is happening really close to your planets in in Scorpio and Cancer. So there could be some benefit as far as like health benefit. You might find that your health is improved. And also, um, you you might also find, because Jupiter has been in your second house, that maybe your financial situation um, is getting better. Have you been having a, a good financial year? Has anything um, positive happened for pretty, you for money lately? Pretty busy. I've been pretty busy and also have another job opportunity uh, offered uh, up. In fact, I'm going tomorrow for the interview, so it's been pretty busy. Yeah, I would say that that's what the Grand Trine is focusing on, busyness at work, good health, and better financial situation. So since Grand Trines are generally positive, it is nice to see where they get located in our chart. And um, thanks for asking me that question and keeping me on the tonight's topic. Oh, no, no, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. So um, nice to hear from him. What I'm going to do is go to the Global Energy Minute, which is the uh, the horoscope chart that we have for uh, the whole planet. And uh, I'm going to take a look at it uh, with you right now. So the sun's in cancer, and one of the things we we were going to talk about tonight was that the sun, Saturn, Chiron – 
all right around 17 and 18 degrees of the water signs. So that's, to me, very powerful, and I'm going to talk about it for a little while. So, But the one thing that's happening for this particular you know, week, let's say, is that there's a grand trine in water. The uh, increased level of sensitivity, nurturing, maybe even sexual needs, sexual desires, empathy, imagination. I think it's a really good time for a healing, um, for us to be able to create a healing um, uh, in ourselves and with, with uh, the people that we care about. The moon right now is void, of course, which means that it's not aspecting to anything, nor will it be aspecting to anything until it goes into the next sign, which is going to be Capricorn, which is the detriment of the moon. So a couple of days, things are going to be pretty serious. Uh, moon and Capricorn makes us consider the practical before we consider the emotional. And so while that's being balanced by the Grand Trine, it's still going to put a kind of a heavy spin on it. Uh, Mercury in Gemini is uh, trying to Mars, so we can, again, still have some fairly aggressive communication. Um, Venus at 21 degrees uh, Gemini is um, not really making too much of an aspect. It's kind of like in a wide sextile with Uranus. It's going to get closer. There might be, again, some sudden communication of love. If you hear from someone unexpectedly and they're like, hey, I miss you, um, you know, hey, I love you, hey, I miss you, this kind of energy that can definitely be happening in the next uh, couple of weeks as Venus gets more tightly uh, into the uh, into the sextile, and um, we still have Uranus and Pluto. It's very wide right now, and as I said, I think last week it's going to be in an exact square again in December. Um, that's still creating an awful lot of change, isn't it? The the Israeli conflict, and uh, I think some of the things that are going on within our own government. Um, there, it's such a strong energy, you know. And so far, um, we've managed to um, dance around it quite well. <laughs> um, while it's been creating, I guess, enormous amounts of change in the Middle East and Europe and the economic changes that we've been having, and we we haven't heard the last of it. I think as the autumn of this year comes in, Saturn's going to go into Sagittarius. <clears throat> Um, it's going to also conjunct Barack Obama's midheaven, so we'll be doing a show on um, Barack Obama going into the fall of this year. Um, I think we also saw um, the inklings of some changes with uh, with Germany and the United States' changes. So from some of those readings that I had done in the United States' chart, as Pluto goes direct this next time, it's going to be squaring the United States' Saturn and Libra because our country has a chart. And um, we're going to see some, I think, the breakdown of some uh, alliances. I think for sure Germany is one of them because they were very upset with us and they threw out a, um, a, diplomat, this, a diplomat this morning. So that was a pretty kind of heavy thing for... I think our country to experience so sort of this untethered and unchecked um, NSA spying thing, whatever the extent of it is, it certainly has damaged some of our global relationships, and we'll see where that heads as we go into the fall. Neptune 
hanging out at 7 degrees Pisces, not making too much trouble at all. Um, Dr. Craig, and that's the Global Energy Minute. You're listening to the Inside Connection on Blog Talk Radio. Um, Grand Trine is, um, is a very positive, very good thing. Do we have Grand Trines often? Um, you know, the planets can align. Uh, in that way, they can align in that way. Um, it's let's say it's not the most uh, rare thing we you know that that ever happens, but it it doesn't happen all the time, and it always is dependent upon the planets that it's happening with. Um, for instance, we had a Grand Cross <clears throat> uh, not long ago, a Cardinal Grand Cross, but Mars was involved in that cross, and Mars is very fast moving. So um, the Grand Cross, you know, it it wasn't something that was going to last a long time. And and this Grand Trine in water that I'm talking about tonight is also only going to last for a couple of days because one of the planets that's involved is the sun. So while Saturn and Chiron will be in a trine aspect with each other for quite a number of weeks, actually, the sun's going to be moving out of the trine within the next four days. So we have a trine basically for the weekend. Today and for the weekend, a watery-based trine. So what's a, what is a trine? A trine is an aspect, meaning an angle between two planets, and that angle is 120 degrees. And um, without being too geometrical, if you put three points on the inside of a circle and they were 120 degrees apart they would make a triangle and so if we had all three points then it would be a grand triangle and in astrology we call that a grand trine so just two planets that are at the same angle is called a trine and if all three are present then it's a grand trine because then there's the three different legs of the of the geometric shape which is a triangle it's a very stable chemically very stable form, trigonal planar, for those of you who are into chemistry who like to listen to the show because I like the the um you know the chemical bonding aspect of 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 sacred geometry that the planets are going around the earth and that they're creating a sacred geometric pattern that's in constant fluctuation because the planets are in constant movement. But the trine happens to be a shape that's very stable and forms substances that are um, that are you know not inc- incredibly volatile, that are um, that have stability in their structure. They don't necessarily um, uh, you know break apart easily, and um, And that's the way we want to look at a trine. A trine is a bond, an energy that we experience that gives us something stable, positive, that doesn't break apart very easily. If we have trine aspects between um, ourselves and another person, because we can compare two people's charts, then we have stability in those areas of our um, personalities, you know, of our composite personalities, we would call it. So a grand trine in water means that all three water signs are present in a harmony around the earth right now. So the sun is in Cancer, Saturn is in Scorpio, and Chiron, which is an asteroid out beyond Saturn that represents healing in some way, 
is in Pisces, and all three of them are in 17, 18 degrees roughly of their perspective sign. So kind of right in the middle of their sign. And because they're almost all at the same degree of their respective signs, they make a very powerful grand trine, meaning a very stable triangular structure. And it means that that our capacity to nurture and protect the Cancerian part, our capacity to um, dig deep into the emotional intimacy that we have with another individual, and our capacity for selflessness, forgiveness, and the healing that can result from forgiveness uh, creates an environment where we can emotionally connect with another individual on that level, where there's intimacy, where there's healing and empathy, and where there's a desire to nurture and protect not only the other individual, but the relationship and ourselves. So a grand trine in water is almost like the fuel that's necessary for us to have an emotionally deep experience with ourselves towards another person. We have to remember when the 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 journey of the cups, in using you know um, tarot language, the journey of the cups, which is the journey of water, is the journey of the emotional experience that we're having, that we're having. We nurture something, but we experience the fact that we nurture, the fact that we have kindness. For those of you who have children, you know exactly what I mean. For those of you who have taken care of someone, taken care of a pet, taken care of a, an older person, a grandparent, or even a friend in, in need, somebody who may be troubled, um, that nurturing is something that we feel, we experience as love. And since love is also an emotion, it's functioning through the water signs. And it doesn't mean that all the signs don't love, but it comes across and functions through water. And um, that's, I think, powerful. That if you look at the idea of nurturing or emotional intimacy or empathy or, you know, um, selflessness, all those qualities are being facilitated by love. They're being facilitated by the emotional state and the sensitivity that we have towards another, another being. Yet the journey of love is the journey that we experience inside of ourself. It's not about the other person. It's about our own capacity to find loving within ourselves that we're able to bring it out of us. So I just also wanted to touch real briefly on what the other grand trines would be would be like, and um, and uh, let's start with fire. So a fiery grand trine, and there have been two pieces of that in the chart in the last week because the moon's been in Sagittarius. And Uranus is in Aries, so we're missing the Leo piece, but the sun's going to be going into Leo next, so there's a possibility that there will be a, uh, a grand trine in fire next month. I'll look for it, and I'll let you know about it. But that would be the, the um, you know, Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius, which is the 
the sort of primordial creative experience, our desire to simply create and express our identity in the world, our desire to share that with another human being, and then our desire to share that with all human beings. So the way in which we move through the fiery grand trine is to take creativity, enthusiasm, passion, motivation, all the fire words, and realize that that's another facet of human existence, the creative, passionate impulse. If it was a grand trine in air, which we also have two components of, because Mercury and Mars are in air, and they're trine in Gemini and Libra, but we don't have any of the planets in Aquarius. So, again, we don't have the full grand trine in air right now. It's like kind of pulling a slot machine, right? You have to get all three things to line up because two is good, but it's not necessarily the, the, the big you know, trifecta. So um, grand trines in air have to do with communication and our mind, our ability to take the language that we know, to interact with other individuals, and then to interact with our friends and groups of people and create communities. So um, the, the grand trine in air is about socializing, communication, the mind, teaching, learning, interacting, sharing ideas, reading, all of these kinds of things that occur in the mind. So grand trines in air stimulate us intellectually. And it don't mean intellectually, like, you know, needing it for it to be books. I mean intellect, like the mind. Just communication, hanging out. It can be even just laughing and finding humor uh, in each other. And then last but not least, the grand trine in Earth, which we only have one planet in Earth right now, Pluto, uh, hanging out there in Capricorn, and if you're a purist with the uh, scientific community, then we have no planets in Earth. But as a, as an astrologer, Pluto is a planet, and Pluto is in Capricorn. The other two Earth signs are Taurus and Virgo. The Earth signs create stability, structure, uh, ethics, um, a desire to serve, service, <clears throat> um, routine, maintenance, all of these things, in fact, the creation of our income, and basically the establishment of everything that we have on the earthly plane. So the earthly plane in our lives is ruled by the earth planets, and the way in which we work hard to uh, maintain those earthly things. So grand trines are real positive. We have one going on now. We have one going on for the next four days. I hope it really is a blessing for everybody in their lives. I hope you harness that emotional grand trine and make the best of it. Um, saying I love you, and it's Dr. Craig, and I will be here next Thursday on the Inside Connection.